this is one for the dreamers. Um, most of my heart in this work is rooted in the place that I come from and some of the things that hurt and held me back um, from going after what I wanted and from believing that creativity was something that could happen wherever I was. It wasn't something that could only happen if I was in California or New York or one of these major hubs. It was something that could happen here. And if we want to go back and heal and help other dreamers to come back here or even stay here, um, and we need that, we, we are in need of culture and creativity here in this state of Iowa. If, if we want to elect that and grow that here, we have to create paths of possibility. And I can tell you, as someone who navigated this on my own, it, it, it's, it's, it's too hard. It's too unknown. It's, it's well, and, and, and people will say, well, that's, that's really where an entrepreneur is going to get their grit. Like, why? Do not tempt me with a good time. I will try to break down every single barrier that's there and create direct, engaging, and important lanes. That's why I created my shop. It's like, well, I could coach a million people. But you know what I saw? All of these people getting coached, all of these people getting help from all these different entities who were not feeling successful. Do you know what success looks like in business? Being able to sell shit. Period. So they could they could go present on the stage and feel great about that, and they could graduate all these freaking things, and it still wouldn't matter. They could learn everything there is to know, but if they never sold anything, it wouldn't matter. And so I just wanted to help people sell. So that's really where the most important learning comes from. That's, that's, uh, that's it. That's local. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, breaking down kind of the heart of all of this work and why, like, why this? Why me? Why, why, why this journey? Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and 
we are finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And I, my friends, I am your host. And my name is Hannah Nuss. And we just do dreams here. I don't, that's, that's really it. And this is sort of my documented story of how I decided to save my own life because I could feel myself slowly slipping away. And it wasn't in small things. Like it was blatant. And probably the rest of the world was like, oh, she's good. She's cool. It's all good. But if you listen to the words that I actually said, like I would threaten suicide on average four times a week on average, like just say it so easily off the tongue, not even, not even thinking, just constantly putting that out there. And, you know, I think now just about how sad that is, like, I didn't even I didn't even think, it was just like a turn of phrase to me. Like, oh, well, yeah, well, I'll just go drive off this bridge. I'm just going to go drive off this bridge. You know, and I, I would say it so nonchalantly, but like underneath it, I really thought about it sometimes. Like, and eventually it was like, there is something wrong. There is something wrong. Why do I not like my life? Everything and everything that everyone says and everything that everyone reacts to, you know, online and and it, through texts and every everyone thinks everything's just fine. Like everyone's cheering me on. What is wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Why am I saying this all the time? Like why? What's going on? And I think for a very long time, it was just easy to just like, that's just Hannah. That's just who I am. I'm just overly dramatic. Like, come on. I'm never going to act on that. And, you know, one time I just thought like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just have a break? Like, just get injured enough to to be in the hospital for a while and just not have to do anything. Just have people leave me alone. And at that point, it was sort of like, holy crap, something is wrong. You should not be feeling like that's the only way to get a break. You shouldn't be feeling like that's the only way for you to show up in this life. Like, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. And so 
that really kicked off this journey of like, holy cow, there is something really wrong here. I mean, every other word I was saying was a cuss word. Like there was so much spite and hate in what I was saying day to day. Um, it was really gross. And it feels like two separate lives to me now when I, when I look at this journey. Um, I like to kind of, you know, before Christ, after Christ type moment, because that's really what it felt like when we talk about BC and AC and is it AC? I don't know. Um, but either way, when we put things in those terms, that's what I really think before pod, after pod and after pod life was like a cleansing and a chance to discuss these things that I never dealt with and I would have never dealt with. I would have just kept going <laughs> angrily through life, not really realizing what the problem was because I would have never dealt with it. And I kept passing the problem off on these little rudimentary things. I'd be like, well, must be that my car's not nice enough. Well, must be that I don't have that position. And so I'd get those little wins and I'd, I'd win them quite quickly. And then I'd be like, okay, what's the next thing we got to go after to be happy? And then I get him and I'd be like, no, that didn't work either. What is the problem? I'm still angry and it'd feel better for a little while and I'd be able to pacify it. And then it'd just be like, mm, nope. That's not it. That's not it either. <laughs> and I'd get angry all over again. And there was nothing that could make it better. I would try buying my way around it. I would try just making life happen. And I just couldn't. I would never be lifted from that cloud. And there was just something in me telling me that you got to get this figured out. You have to. And that became this show. That was the start in figuring out what was I so angry about. And at the root of all of that anger was really this feeling that I didn't even get a chance to do my dreams. I didn't even, there was no chance. And I had, because I felt like I had been victimized through that process or whatever, right? The world was against me or this happened or that happened and I didn't get to do it. I just felt like then that was my chance. That was the only shot that I had at showing up and, and living up to what was possible for me, right? And like, what a sad thing to think. And that was sort of, that was the cloud once I went in and addressed it. And so that became this show. And I realized over time that I was the only one holding me back. I was 
really good at, at saying it was all of these things, but it was just me. It was me. And once I got past that realization, understanding that come to <laughs> the universe moment of like, hey, Hannah, you can do whatever you want. Well, like, no, I can't. Yeah, you literally can. People are doing it all over the world. Well, yeah, but look at they're this, this, and that. Like, nope. Listen to their whole story. The whole story is they started exactly where you are at right now. So you can do whatever you want. Well, like, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. And I'm like, okay, what if I could? So then I start this podcast and then I realize, like, no one's coming to shut this down. No one's listening, but no one's coming to shut this down. So I can just keep doing this. And the universe is kind of like, yeah. And then I would start trying more as a result of trying that first thing. And yeah, here we are. And that moment, that like sitting in the depths of the realization that whether I had a chance or not to make that dream happen, it was over. But that does not mean that I don't still get to dream. That does not mean that that journey is over. That does not mean that it was time to put the cap on my life and try to help other people. It was like, what dreams do you have from here? What do you even like? What lights you up anyway? It's the only time that I had ever found my real self was when I was on a court, being able to engage that aggression that I had, which was different, that aggression and competitiveness that I had that made me very different from many female athletes. And I, I didn't know where she belonged. But it's not like she left. It's not like, oh, dream over. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a different person. No, she came out everywhere. Everywhere. And when you're not engaging that in a meaningful and passionate way, it can turn into a lot of negativity, passive aggression, and just gossip and disgusting behavior. Disgusting for me. And yeah, I didn't want to live under that cloud anymore. So that is this. That is this show. This show is the lifting of the cloud and it is the behind the curtain scene of one person deciding that they're going to change their lives. They're going to live life's on life's lives. Cause I feel like I did, right. <laughs> um, they're going to live life on their terms and this is what it's, this is what it looks like. That's it. And every day we do grayness grounding to start to build that belief into a knowing that you are capable of whatever it is that you want to do, but it is not an overnight 
motivational quote and fixed type of thing. It is a consistency thing. And so we ask that every day you're showing up for yourself and having this discussion. What did I do that was great yesterday? And you go, well, Hannah, that's pretty ridiculous. What did I do that was great yesterday? Nothing. No, you did something. We have to own every part of our day. There was something that you felt proud of for yourself. And even if, because I went through an entire year of mostly not being able to go out in public and handle the emotional recluse of the world. Like at that point, I had never allowed myself to feel the empathic powers that I had. And so it was instantly overwhelming. Like I would walk out the door and feel freaking birds and trees. And then I just wander back in and I'd feel so exhausted by the misunderstanding of energetic elements in this world that I would literally sleep. And so most of the time through that year, my great thing would be like, I let myself take a nap. I didn't make myself feel bad about it. I took a nap. That was my great thing. You're like, that's not a great thing, lazy. No. There are parts of your story and parts of the healing process that that's a requirement. I had long burnt myself out. I had been on a stringent work schedule since I started high school. And I did not give myself breaks. Not at all. And so by about 30, I was beyond burnt out. But I felt like that's really what was asked of me. That was the expectation. Just work hard, Hannah. You'll get there. Just just work hard. You can do it. You just got to keep working. You'll get wherever you want to go. What? You want to be a Division One athlete? Okay. Work hard. It's like, okay. I'm working hard. I'm showing up. I have two jobs. I have, I play five sports. I do okay in school. Cause listen, <laughs> school and studying. <laughs> Far too boring. <laughs> but I, I get just fine grades. Not bad. Not wonderful. Just sort of in between, probably on a little bit higher scale. And I, I showed up. I did the things that were being asked of me. I didn't get there. I worked hard. I didn't get there. And I kept trying to outwork that. Still do at times. All you got to do is, is work hard. You just got to work hard. Like, no, that isn't all. That isn't a surefire success. It just isn't. Yes, hard work is a part of the equation. 
And consistency is a part of the equation, but also aligning with something that you're actually excited about. Finding something that you're passionate about, engaged in, excited for. Something where you show up in your fullest elemental self. And I, I just wrote that off as possible. I was like, this is, this is what happens. And that was what was promised to me. I just want to say, like, mostly here, here in Iowa, um, and I can only speak from that perspective, but that's what, that's what I was promised. Hannah, if you don't make it and making it typically the story that was told to you, and we are a storytelling culture of people, everyone, everywhere, (laughs) storytelling is how you know things. Um, The story that was told to me repeatedly was like, your only chance out is to be an athlete. There weren't singers who made it out. There weren't, there weren't anyone. Be an athlete. If you can do that, you can make it out. And those are the people that we celebrated, right? Like the one kid who had connections and went D1 in something. It was like, that's the one kid. That kid is so much more amazing than any of us. Because they did it. Right? They they got out. They went to a school. Like a big one. Like not even in this state. Whoa. 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 Right? <laughs> and like that. They didn't even have had to have done anything there. But that person forever lives on. As this. This king, the superhuman accomplisher in our state. (laughs) And then that's the story that gets told. Okay. Yeah. That would be your one way to make it out. Make it big. Sports. Can't really go anywhere with anything else. And if you don't get that ticket, then your life sentence is to come back to a factory Come back to a corporation and work your life sentence. You had a shot at 18. And if you don't come into stride at that age, you're done. Pick up your work order. That's all you get. Like, that's what I was told. That's what I was promised. That's your opportunity. There, wa- there, there wasn't anything else promised. You know, even if you, you thought about pushing the narrative a little bit and, and you wanted to do something crazy, like, I know I wanted to write. I wish all the time that someone would have seen possibility. Now, maybe they didn't because <laughs> I 
really wasn't, didn't show any potential. But I also feel like that wasn't a safe narrative or line to push for people, especially someone like me. You know, like you'd have to show so much talent. And since I didn't come from one of those families who had like sturdy work history of accomplishment, right? Like I didn't come from a line of entrepreneurs or business owners, or I didn't come from a line of CEOs or whatever. Like I didn't come from that bloodline. I didn't have that name. So we we wouldn't have pushed something crazy like that on me. There's not a chance. You know, like if she wanted to go be a writer, she's already behind the bill because she's probably not very good at it. Right? Not just like this natural sparkling talent, but like I know that I wanted to be that. I when I look back at my um all of my career profiles, like those were the top things, journalist, radio DJ, right? Storytelling, writer. Do you know what? Out of, out of all of those things, do you know which one I chose? Because you, you got to choose. Here are your top five. My top five were journalist, DJ, right? And not like DJ, like, like DJ, like storyteller, DJ, DJ, um, radio DJ, um, writer, right? Author, write books. <laughs> there were five. Um, social media wasn't a thing when I was in eighth grade and would have done this. So, um, <clears throat> and there was one more. I can't remember the other one. Oh, event planner. Event planner. And then photographer. And out of those five, I picked photographer. And in that sentence where I wrote why I chose photographer out of all of the things, this is in eighth grade. Photography makes the most sense with where I live because um, I've seen other people be photographers and the rest of the things on my list really aren't realistic with where I live and what's possible. That's in eighth grade. What age are you in eighth grade? 13? At 13, I already knew. Like... Choose what's safe and what's possible. And I don't know. Did that come from me? Did that come from a teacher recommendation? Where did that come from? Because at 13, we should still be like dreaming and living freely. And I know in my home life, my parents, for sure my mother, would have been like, no, you want to be a writer? You can be a writer. What we have come to know about Hannah is that she can do anything. And that, that would have been my parents' recommendations. But somewhere in there, that message got filtered. And I was only telling myself that I was capable of what I could see as possible. And I think that's where this like deep 
rooted want to show entrepreneurship and creativity as a really effective and important option for people in Iowa. Like the reason that this state is struggling at the rate of which it is, it's because we have lost that. We have sort of de facto to everyone else as the experts. We have lost this trust within ourselves to go create, to go make. We don't believe that that's possible. And it, it is. It is possible. And I, I don't know, I am sort of just mystified at how much I I let that stop me in life and how much I realize why it's important to create these tracks too. I'm not saying we shouldn't go be nurses and, and teachers and all the things, but I am saying who is creating a path for this? There is someone. You go, oh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, good luck. And I call our entrepreneurship track in this state like the wildest of Wild West. Yep, you're just going to have to network. Like, okay, so you're saying if I want to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to have to network so much that I basically have to quit my job, but I shouldn't quit my job because they don't have a business that works yet. But if I want to build a business that works, I'm going to have to network. I'm going to have to network so much that I quit my job, but I shouldn't quit my job yet because my business is not actually making money. But if I want to make money, I'm going to have to network, network so much that I have to quit my job. But don't, I can't quit my job because my business is not making money yet. And to make money, I'm going to have to network. I'm going to have to network so much that I have to quit my job. But I cannot quit my job because my business is not making money yet. And if I want to make money, I'm going to have to network so much that I quit my job. You, you see how impossible all of that is. And there isn't a track because there isn't really a surefire way to win. The only surefire way to win that I have found is to just not stop. You're going to try a million things and hopefully one is successful. And there's a chance not even that one will be. But guess what? On the way... You're going to learn a million and one things. And on the way, you're going to see why this stepping stone was important to get you to the next one. Not everyone is going to be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. But if you are willing to take this path and you are willing to try one thing, I know one thing leads to another, leads to another. 
It really is just a matter of doing it, taking the first risk, being willing to put yourself out there and try anything. And the reason that it's wild, wild west is because there is no surefire guarantee success path. There is no one person or entity that can give you the resources and all of the knowledge that you will need. Most of what you are going to learn and need to know is going to be discovered through getting it wrong. And those blows are going to hurt. And there are going to be dark days where you feel like the wind has been completely taken from your sails. And you're going to have to wake up and choose that again anyways. And if you don't want risk-adverse living, then I do not suggest entrepreneurship. It is rocky. It is a constant loss and battle. It is winning while no one's looking, it is losing while hopefully, well, if I'm being honest, it's winning while no one's looking. <laughs> it's losing when everyone's looking. It's a terrible game. And I want more people to do it. <laughs> because I really think this could be a part of healing what's broken here. Because we need art and originality. We need people to take chances and create something new here. We don't need carbon copy of everything that's already been done. We need something different. And we need that everywhere we live here. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials, help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.